Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zazlo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zazlo Show 2.0. Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE, 
That's 800-747-3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar. They believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslow loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. All right, welcome. Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Thursday, the 12th of January, Good to have you aboard, however you're listening to us today. It could be on iTunes or Amazon, Google, Spotify. I can't list all the places. We'll be here forever, but wherever you get your podcasts, of course, Zaslow Show 2.0 is available. Maybe you're watching me right now. You're checking out this Punum right here on the YouTube.com slash at Zaslow Show, however you're listening. Make sure you leave a comment, hit the, hit the like button, rate it, give me... Give me, I want more than five stars. Find a way to put a thousand stars, right? As many stars as you can put for the show, that's always good for the algorithm. The algorithm's so important. I don't know how it works, but it's so important. And that gets me all the monies. So make sure 
You do all that good stuff. And of course, Zaslow Show 2.0, now on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. This is day number two on Blue Wire. I'm so excited uh, that those guys wanted me. Uh, I love being here with them, so appreciate that. And, you know, if we're getting some new listeners, then welcome, all right? I love you guys a long time as well. You'll get used to the show. You can hit me up at Zaslow Show on Twitter, at Zaslow J on Instagram, or of course, I'm an influencer, but I love getting involved with you guys there as well. Love the interaction, so make sure you get at me there. And everything Zaslow Show 2.0 is always presented by our title sponsor from day number one. My guys, my friends at Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. If you got a personal injury, if you're dealing with an accident, make sure that you let them get you the money that you deserve. 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. If you're dealing with an injury from an accident, you got to let them take care of that part so you could take care of yourself. You get healthy, you get better, and let them get you the money that you deserve. You'll get an attorney on the phone immediately. 800-747-3733. So the big news of the day, uh, we, we got a great show planned for it. I mean, my, my staff has put together a big time show. Great show planned for today. We got, we got another night where we're hoping for a double dip. We had a double dip a couple nights ago. Everybody knows that's when the Heat and the Panthers both went on the same night. You got a chance at that tonight. It's going to be a late night, though, if you want to partake in the double dip, all right? You got the Heat hosting Milwaukee tonight. You got the Panthers at Vegas. So you got 7.30 Heat. You got 10 p.m. Panthers. It's 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 a late night with the Cats, all right? And this is one of those deals. All right, if I'm going to be up till uh, 12.45 watching the Panther game, it, it, you better have a shot to win. Like, there's no way going into the third period. Panthers are down 4-1. I'm sticking with that game. All right, so come on. And this is coming off of a, a helter-skelter type victory a couple nights ago for the Panthers at the Colorado Avalanche. The Las Vegas Knights, different animal. Great team this year. They're always good. Ever since their inaugural year when they made the Stanley Cup Finals and lost to Washington, they're always good, the Vegas Knights. I'm, I'm a little bit jealous. Anyway, so Panthers, Heat, Heat Bucks tonight. So yesterday I got an update. You know, the Heat are playing the, the two straight home games against the Milwaukee Bucks this week. You got tonight against the Bucks, and you got Saturday against the Bucks. Saturday afternoon. I love when the league does that. I think you should do it more often. You know, you got the players. The NBA player loves two things more than anything else: to complain and to not play. Well, number one, they should get rid of back-to-backs, but also limit the travel. And the way that you limit the travel is this: Milwaukee. This is one less trip they have to take. They're playing both games in Miami on one trip. That's perfect. Matter of, I mean, and I don't know if a couple nights ago, I don't think they played Orlando, or maybe they have Orlando coming up, but it should just be, you should get all four Florida games out of the way in one trip. But anyway, that, that's neither here nor there. So you got the Bucks tonight, but I do have an update. So I told you guys yesterday, I was trying to go. Yup. I was trying to go. I was trying to go to Heat Bucks on Saturday afternoon. It's a 1 p.m. game. Trying to now, everybody knows where I'm trying to go. That means I'm looking for the hookup. That means I, I, I want someone here and set me up with the tickets. So I was trying to go yesterday to Heat Bucks, and guess what? Your boy's going. Your two-time champion broadcaster back in the Heat's house 
I don't know what it's called, though, because there was a ruling yesterday that it's no longer going to be called FTX Arena. The judge ruled the county, you know, was suing or what have you. Uh, I don't know all the legalese that was involved there, but yesterday a judge ruled FTX got to be taken down. So I wonder if that's going to be the case tonight or if we'll be in time for Saturday. I don't know what it's called. They should call it Miami Arena. We should go back to Miami Arena. So I don't know what the building is called, but I will be there on Saturday. So Saturday, your boy, he was trying to go. And I love it. I'm taking the whole crew, the whole Zaslow family, the four of us. We are going to the Heat game on Saturday afternoon. And guess what? This is the first time ever that I'll have been to a Heat game with my entire family. Yep, true story. That's crazy, right? First time ever. Now, the first game I went to this year, I've been to two games. I saw them beat Toronto and lose to Indiana. The game against Toronto was the first time, not only, of course, that was the first time I'd been to a Heat game as a fan in 13 years, but it was the first game I had ever been to with my son, with my older son. I have st- I've been to many Heat games with my wife. We-, we had season tickets. I've still never been to a game with my younger son. And, of course, that would mean that I've never been to a game with my entire family. So, this weekend, this Saturday afternoon, first time I'll have ever been to a Heat game with my entire family, as a fan, of course, you know, because they've been the three of them, and I've been working when I was on the broadcast, of course, I'm not on the broadcast anymore, this will be the first time that I've been to a Heat game as a fan with my entire family, looking forward to it, that's going to be a lot of fun, now tonight, uh, Bam at a bio is upgraded to, to, to Probable, Jimmy's fine, Oladipo, he's fine, oh man, he, I think he's back, and Tyler Hero is out, I think Lowry is also out, but that's a, that's a good thing. He's a net negative. So you, you got a really tough spot tonight against the Milwaukee Bucks without Tyler Hero this evening. But I really like the way the Heat have been played, playing. So th- this really is kind of a test for the Heat. Yes, you want them to come out of this game with a win. But I think it's more important for them to play well and to be in this game. It, it's, it's, you know, it's tough to beat... The team that I think is going to come out of the East, the Milwaukee Bucks. It's tough to beat a team like that when you're not 100%. Tough to beat a team like that when you're out Tyler Hero. But I like the way the team's been playing. If they could wind up being being in this game tonight, then I think you could leave the game feeling good. You do want to get a split one way or the other with these two games. You can't ask for both of them. To win both games against the Bucks, you're asking for a lot. You know, they'll get you, you'll get them, or the other way around. Uh, whether it's tonight, uh, I hope it's Saturday afternoon, but either way. You're looking for a split in these two games. Uh, the team's been playing well. I like the way they've been playing. I especially like what's going on with Victor Oladipo. So you got a fun one tonight. Double dip's going to be tough. Competition is very, very stiff. Heat Bucks, Panthers, Vegas Knights. We had a great show today, all right? We're going to talk to Hollywood Joy Taylor. That's right. Joy Taylor's going to stop by on Zaslow Show 2.0. We haven't had her on the show in a uh, oh. In at least a month, yeah. She was on the show like early on when we launched Zaslow Show 2.0. So we'll get my former co-host, love that girl, Joy Taylor. She will stop by on the show. We'll talk some Dolphin football with her because that's the main story today. We found out yesterday, Tua Tonga-Vailoa, even though it was just Wednesday, officially ruled out for the game this weekend. So Tua's out. He has not cleared any concussion protocol. It's been, what, I think 18 days now? Uh, I'll get right back to that. The other big story that's going on right now, and we touched on this yesterday. 
what's going on with WWE? Is WWE about to be sold? Are the Saudis about to buy WWE? It turns out, because now we're another 24 hours removed, it, it seems to be fake news. And I said that yesterday, because well, I was getting messages on Twitter. Hey, is this true, Zaslow? Reports are out there that WWE has been bought by the Saudis. That's fake news, all right? I, I knew it was fake news. It's too quick, all right? Way too fast for that to happen. So what, we're going we're gonna to continue to get into a little bit of that. We're going to have wrestling insider John Alba. He will join the show coming up uh, a little bit later, and we'll do some WWE. He's been all over this story, so we'll find out what, what's, what's going on there. Potential sale. If, if the rumors were true and it just hasn't happened yet, I think it's fake news. It may end up happening, but for now, I think that's fake news. So we'll talk some WWE about maybe the biggest story in the history of pro wrestling. We'll talk about that with John Alba coming up later on in the program. Okay, so before we get Joy on the show here, let's get to the Dolphins. So we find out yesterday that Tua Tonga Vailoa, he has been ruled out. We, we knew that was going to be the case, but he's been ruled out as a Already Wednesday. And pretty depressing press conference there from Mike McDaniel yesterday. The rest of the guys in the locker room were spoken to. Not exactly an upbeat atmosphere. And Mike McDaniel lets you know. Uh, he doesn't name Skylar Thompson the quarterback while ruling to it out. But he lets you know it's going to be really difficult for Teddy to take very many first team reps. So, look, you're practicing for a playoff game here. Whoever got the first team reps yesterday, that's going to be the quarterback. So, Skylar Thompson, he's going to be getting the first team reps all week. And if you are a Dolphin fan, you feel like shit upon hearing that news about Tua yesterday. Because you got no chance. You got no chance. Like, I'm, I'm sorry if the Dolphin fan... It doesn't make you a good fan to think they're going to win no matter what. It makes you a dump. I'm sorry if the Dolphin fan doesn't want to hear me say that three days before the game. The Dolphins are going to get smoked this weekend. You know, last night I was on uh, Vizen Primetime last night from out in Vegas. You can go check that out. I linked to it last night on my Twitter. I was on Vizen. You know, that's the, the sports betting network, which is all over. Uh, they got a bunch of stations all over the country. So I was on Vizen Primetime last night. I appreciate Tim Murray for, for inviting me there. You can go watch the video. I was on for about 10 minutes last night, and we were talking about the Dolphins. Like I said, I, I, I retweeted it last night. I linked it, linked a clip and everything. So you can go check that out. I was representing Miami. I was representing Zazzo Show 2.0. You know what I'm talking about. Now part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. So... I was on with those guys, and, and just, I, you know, I told them straight up, Dolphins are going to get smoked this weekend. It's going to be a bloodbath. And, and like I said, it, it doesn't make me a bad Dolphin fan. It doesn't make you a bad Dolphin fan for feeling that way. It just makes you realistic. And I, I don't even think it's so much about, I mentioned this a couple days ago, it's not even as much about not giving the Dolphins respect. It's more about, and I hate the Buffalo Bills, but it's more about, the Bills going into this season, many people would have made the argument are the best team in the National Football League. Well, a team that might be the best team in the National Football League is taking on another team who is starting their third string quarterback this weekend. Like, let's be fair. It's okay to admit that the Dolphins are going to get smoked this weekend. They just scored nine points against the Jets. This ain't the Jets this weekend. This is the Bills. This is on the road. This is playoffs. They're going to get annihilated this weekend. 13 and a half points was the last time that I saw the number. Uh, 
I, I don't believe the Dolphins are going to cover that. I think the Bills have a whole team of destiny thing going. You know the entire, we all know why. The entire uh, country is rooting for the Bills, except for Dolphin fans. We're the enemy now this weekend. Nobody wants us to win. We're the bad guys rooting against the Bills and DeMar Hamlin. We're the bad guys. We're them. We're the only ones. We're the bad guys. It is what it is. And the worst part about it, like, and I mentioned this last night on V's in primetime. Think about this. The Dolphins, they make the playoffs every six to eight years. It's been six years since they made the playoffs. Eight years before that. Dolphins make the playoffs every six to eight years. Now the last two times that they've made the playoffs, this year and 2016, our starting quarterbacks are Skylar Thompson and Matt Moore. That sucks. It sucks. It's such bad luck. You, you, like, you got no chance. The last two times the Dolphins are in the playoffs, it's Skylar Thompson and Matt Moore. Uh, it's, it's like you feel, you, feel, you feel cursed. You don't have a shot. Matt Moore in 2016 got killed by the Steelers. And Skylar Thompson this year. I got news to you. This Bills team much better than that Steelers team. And now the Bills, they're going to take out a lot of frustration on the Dolphins. And you go from what felt like the best season of your life to, at 8-3, you felt like we were having the best season of your life. It was so exciting. I messaged a friend of mine at one point. After they were 8-3, 7-3, 8-3, whatever it was at the time. Dolphins, Super Bowl, question mark. It's the first time I've ever texted anything like that in my life. Because, you know, texting only became a thing in like 02, 03, 04-ish. Dolphins haven't been a Super Bowl contender any year since then. First time I've ever sent a text message like that. And in that same season, it just feels like we're marching toward a slow death on Sunday afternoon. And it's a huge bummer. Again, Wait six years to make the playoffs for it to be our backup quarterback again. And there is nothing that you've seen from Skylar Thompson this entire season that he's played. You know, the few games that he's played. There's nothing that you've seen that would make you think that he's capable of putting up, you know, putting up significant points to keep up with this Bills team. This Bills team, who, by the way, you know, the Dolphins played a great game the first time they beat the Bills. Man, that game, that game was awesome. That first game against the Bills where both teams were 2-0. That, that, game, that game was the tits. That was a great game. But that Dolphin defense was so much better at the time. For one, Xavier Howard didn't look washed. And then you, also, you had Nick Needham. You had Brandon Jones. You had Emmanuel Ogba. You didn't have Bradley Chubb, but it's not as if Bradley Chubb's been a big difference maker yet. Uh, Bradley Chubb's probably not going to play this weekend. Raheem Mostert's not playing this weekend. Tron Armstead's probably not playing this weekend. It isn't just about Tua. It's mostly about Tua, but it's not just about Tua. And they got no chance. You can't win at Buffalo when you're not, you know, when you're not fully healthy and you also are on your third string quarterback. If Teddy Bridgewater are playing, who I don't love, but if Teddy Bridgewater are playing, I think you got, I, 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 I think you have a chance. With Tua, I would go out there and say, you know what, we're going to win. But Skylar Thompson, now he gets smoked. He got smoked. And it sucks. I, 
I, I, I don't know any other way to put it. it. Sucks. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And so I, I've been seeing a lot of this as well, where, and man, like, we're going to feel so shitty after the game on Sunday, because, you know, I think Mike McDaniel's done a nice job this year. I don't think he's been perfect. We'll talk to Joy about this as well. We'll see what she thinks. But I, I would have said going into the season, Mike McDaniel's job before making the playoffs, because plenty of Dolphins, like, Adam Gase made the playoffs in his first year as coach. Tony Sperano made the playoffs in his first year as coach. It's not about making the playoffs necessarily. It's, it's about long-term success. It's not about making the playoffs in your first year as coach and then never getting back and then getting fired. It's about long-term success. And that's why going into the playoff, going into the season, the goal, the goal for Mike McDaniel was what? It was to find out if you have a quarterback. The goal was to find out you have a quarterback before making the playoffs. Like, like I just said, you want long-term success. We've seen first-year head coaches here make the playoffs and then do nothing. The goal for Mike McDaniel, his first job when he gets here, is to find out if he has a quarterback. And he did. Found out. Now, he, now we're going to go into an offseason where we still kind of don't know, but that's because of injury. That's because of concussions, and Mike McDaniel can't do anything about that. Nobody can do anything about that. Can't control that. But as far as the actual level of play, as far as the talent, yep, we found out. Tua can play. Could play with the best of them. So Mike McDaniel accomplished his number one job going into his first year. That was the number one job in his first year. I mean, his job overall is to win a Super Bowl. But not in his first year. So in his first year, he accomplished the most important job, which was find out if Tua is a quarterback in this league. And then he also made the postseason. That's, that's a bonus. So, I, I don't think Mike McDaniel... Uh, I, I, like, I don't think he's without his flaws. We were critical of him on Monday. I was. But, why does a first-year coach have to be a finished product? First-year quarterback's ne- not a finished product. Look at Tua. So, Mike McDaniel has done his job this year. And I think Mike McDaniel gets passing grades. But... The worst part about it is, like, we're, we're still going to feel shitty at the end of the season. We're going to feel shitty after the game on Sunday because we're still going to wonder. We're going to be back to, be wonder, to wondering if we have a quarterback. That's what this offseason is going to be. When you get smoked in the wildcard game, and you're going to still be wondering if we have a quarterback. And, and as a result, like right now, the Dolphin fan, do you feel like the Dolphins are in the playoffs? 
I should make that poll question for tomorrow, actually. Do you feel like the Dolphins are in the playoffs? Because if all if all things were equal, today, Thursday, going into Sunday, Super Wild Card Weekend, we should be super excited about the Dolphins being back in the playoffs. Are you super excited about the Dolphins being back in the playoffs? Because I feel like we're marching toward a slow death. I'm not... I'm more bummed at the way this season is going to end on Sunday than I am excited about being back in the playoffs. And that's the disappointing part, is we feel like... Like, I don't feel like they're in the playoffs. I don't feel like they have a chance. We don't actually get to see our team. That's the thing. We don't actually get to see our team. And again, not just Tua. It's... Armstead, Chubb, Mostert, Hill's banged up. You got so many guys who are out or might not play. We don't get to see our team. It doesn't feel like we're in the playoffs. We should be excited right now. And instead, it's, it's just a bummer. Man, it sucks. All right. Like I said, though, the Heat, they're back in action tonight. So are the Panthers. Hey, if you're not feeling great, like, like I'm not feeling good right now, but, but that, that's, that's about the Dolphins. But if you're not feeling good right now because you might be getting sick, well, what if I told you you could make one phone call, 786-577-9302. You could make one phone call and you could have a doctor come to your home and treat you. The comfort of your home. Well, that's Doctors on Call 365. South Florida's urgent care that comes to you. Wherever you are, your home, your office, wherever you at. You don't have to get up. You don't have to, you got 103 fever. You got to get in the car and drive to the emergency room. No, no, no. You don't need to do that. You don't need to sit there at the urgent care and wait for hours. And then your copayment is going to be more than you would pay for Doctors on Call 365 to come to your home. Doctors on Call 365 serving all of Broward County, Miami-Dade, Southern Palm Beach as well. The price, look, it's self-pay right now, but the convenience and avoiding emergency rooms, urgent care, and having the doctor come to your home to treat you, it's priceless for me. Doctors on call 365.com. You need IV fluids, you need vitamin therapy, COVID, flu, strep test, blood drawn, prescription filled. Doctors on call 365.com. You'll get someone on the phone 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Take care of yourself. 786-577-9302. Okay, we're just, uh, we're just a few sleeps away. What are we talking about? Three sleeps away from the Dolphins losing by 40 on Sunday afternoon at the Buffalo Bills. Joining us here, she rolls her eyes at me, is the star of FS1 Speak, Joy Taylor here with us. And uh, thanks, thanks for hanging out today, Joy, because... And, and I, I mentioned, so I mentioned on my show a couple days ago when I got back, because the Zaslow family, we're a skiing family now, and I got back a few days ago, and I said, listen, you know, I, I hope everyone enjoyed last week. I had a couple interviews lined up that, you know, I scheduled to air, and that all went fine, and I actually had an extra one for you guys that I couldn't air because it just became dated. And so now I can tell people it was you. It was with you. We had recorded something, and then the DeMar Hamlin stuff happens, and it's just like, it became really dated, the stuff that we were talking about. And and so I, I I canceled the I canceled it from airing, but you still had to deal with all of that. I mean, not as if that's you know a burden, but you still had to do that like all of last week. Uh, last week's shows must have sucked. Like, was your whole show for like two, three days about Damar Hamlin? No, our whole show the day after it happens was all about Damar. 
And those shows are always, uh, you know, obviously difficult to do because everyone is emotional. And, you know, obviously for us, we just really wanted to do, you know, the best we could by him. And you were, you know, in a, in a unique space on our show, particularly because uh, Shady knows him personally mm. and is you know, one of his mentors. They both went to Pitt, obviously, and both play at Buffalo. Shady obviously played at Buffalo and, and Demar plays for Buffalo. So they, they knew each other. And so we had that sort of uh, unique uh, angle to have the discussion about him. And he grew up. 30 minutes from where I grew up in Pittsburgh. So obviously as, you know, the nation and, you know, more of the sports world was getting to know who Damar Hamlin was, we were, you know, able to talk about it and talk about him and, you know, his upbringing and his story and who he was, so her, her, who he is. And um, so that, that was, that those shows are obviously incredibly difficult to do, but obviously now we got, we got great news. The shows following, um, we obviously still talked about it, but it was more in, in an update fashion, you know, just keeping people updated on what, you know, what the current situation was with Damar. And it's amazing. Now he's out of the hospital. It's just, it's fascinating. And it's really, it's a testament to how strong he is as a, as a person and, and physically and how amazing our medical doctors and professionals are. It, it was such a cool thing, actually. I talked about this when I got back a couple days ago at the start of the week where, look, you, you don't want this to happen to any player, okay? But it, the fact that it didn't happen to, like, like, some scumbag player, it actually happened to what seems to be a really great kid. And as a result of it happening to him, all these stories about who he is have been able to be told over the last week. I didn't know anything about DeMar Hamlin. Whoever this happened to, we were likely going to learn some things about. But this kid seems like a great kid. and Like, he was asking for a total of $2,500 for his toy drive, which uh, as of a couple days ago was up to $8 million. Like I said, you don't want this to happen to any player, but it happened to a kid who seems like a great kid who is totally willing and able to accept it having happened to him and now using it in a positive fashion. Yeah, it's, you're right. Like it's been incredible to watch the reaction around all of sports and really around, around the country to what happened. I mean, I think it shows how much, uh, how much good I guess is still out there. I think we can all get a little pessimistic with the news cycle and the tribalism with politics and, just the constant nauseating arguing that goes on on the internet, it can turn you into a bit of a cynic that anybody really has any empathy out there anymore. And it's fair. So I thought he was his situation and getting, you know, people getting to learn about him and all the stuff that he's overcome in his life and his family and who, like who he genuinely was like, just, just asking for $2,500 for, a toy drive when we think of some of the fundraising efforts that are that are out there generally it's for it to be up to eight million dollars it just shows like people do people do care and it was a it was a unifying moment which that crossed all you know cities and sports and rivalries and all of that so it's it, it 
it's one of those moments that like we don't get too often to come together for something and it, it was it was fascinating really uh, and special to see you you know i struggle with this kind of stuff um you know as far as it, higher powers divine intervention i i just i i struggle with all that and i remember I remember calling you after, you know, when Jose Fernandez died uh, uh, six and a half years ago, six, whatever it was, six plus years ago. And the very next game, D Gordon, who has no business hitting a home run, let alone hitting a home run into the upper deck. Okay. The uh, first at bat of the game, his best friend is Jose Fernandez. And I remember calling you, I was hysterically crying. Okay. As, as D Gordon is rounding the bases and like, I don't believe in that type of stuff. And then the same thing happened here where, the opening kickoff for a team and Josh Allen's crying after the game talking about it because they hadn't had a kickoff return for a touchdown in three and a half years. And then the opening kickoff the very next game when, you know, everyone is watching and rooting for the Bills now. They're like team of destiny. We're rooting for the Dolphins this weekend. We're the bad guys. Um, and and, and they, they return the touch, the kickoff for a touchdown. It's like, how the hell did that happen? You know, I don't, I'm not a religious person. I consider myself a, a person of faith. I grew up in a Baptist church for 16 years, going to church probably three to five times a week. Um, a very religious household. And I'm off that organized religion stuff. But I do think that I, I'm not, uh, I've not reached the point where I don't believe in something bigger than us or, you know, myself. And, you know, there's just that stuff happens in these situations. And, you know, like people who are not, I guess, as as cynical uh, as us about it would say, well, yeah, the explanation is we that. (laughs) But it was I mean, listening to Josh Allen talk about it after the game, I I can't even imagine what they were they were feeling watching that happen because it's cool for us. But they are they're in it, you know, they're the ones that have been dealing with the emotion of all that at the highest level outside of his family. So yeah, it's, it's that storybook um, movie stuff that, that happens in these situations. So like I said, everyone's rooting against us this weekend. We are the bad guys. The Dolphins fan is the only one not rooting for the bills this weekend. Uh, It's, it's, it sucks that not only does that part stink where everyone's rooting against us, but the last two times now that the Dolphins have made the postseason, two times in six years, our starting quarterbacks are Matt Moore and Skylar Thompson. Joy, freaking sucks. It does suck. Um, I mean, I could make a very bad, like, they're not going to have to root that hard nope. against the Dolphins. Nope. I mean, I think the spread's up to 13 points. I think it's the biggest and a half spread the in playoff. 13 and, it. and a half. Mm-hmm. It's the biggest spread in playoff history. Is that oh, true? I don't. I don't know. I know it's the biggest this weekend. Um. Well, yeah. It might not be in history. I. I, I need to fact check that before I say that. Uh, I feel like the Patriots against the Giants when they were undefeated it was a pretty large spread. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. It's a very big spread, and it should be because I mean, what have you seen from Skylar Thompson, which is unfair to put on him entirely, um, and the Dolphins without Tua that would make you feel like it shouldn't be. It's unfortunate. And I, I do think that we have a lot of, I'm not looking at this weekend as like, what are they going to do in this playoff game? They're going to lose. Like that's, that's what's going to happen. Uh, And if I'm wrong, so be it. (laughs) But there's, 
outside of a complete collapse by the Buffalo Bills, there's the Dolphins. Well, you know, don't here's the thing. Here's the thing, Joy. You know, it. The Buffalo, it's not even so much that, okay, the Dolphins are going to get smoked, and, and that means we're talking bad about the Dolphins. How about showing the Buffalo Bills a little bit of respect when going into this year, many people thought they were the best team in football. They still might be. So you're talking about the best team in football against a team that is starting their third-string quarterback in the playoffs. Like, let's get real. Let's be real. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I'm saying anything that Dolphins fans should be insulted about. This is the reality of the situation. It would be it'd be a tough game if we did have Tua at this point. Like they are a great team and they're at home. So yeah, the Bills the Bills would be favored regardless in this situation against the Dolphins. And now it's a situation that's very bleak. But that's what I'm saying. Like I'm not looking at this situation this weekend as who wins or loses this game. It's more about what do the Dolphins do moving forward because as high as we all were on this situation I mean think about it at one point this season we thought Mike McDaniel was coach of the year and Tua was in the MVP conversation and no one could deny that the Dolphins were one of the best teams in the league and now if I told you all that and said we were in the playoffs at the end of the year could you imagine feeling how you feel about the season about the circumstances the Dolphins are in and about this weekend the way you do. It's fascinating. That's why you have to play a whole year of football before you evaluate stuff. And we get excited because we're fans and we start crowning people and that's what we do. And sometimes you're right. And in this case, I don't know how right we were because what do the Dolphins do next year with Tua? Like Tua's, Tua's missed now what will be a third of the season with head injuries. Um, that's what it is. That's the facts. I'm not making it up. It's not my opinion. That's what happened. Mike McDaniel, if he loses this weekend, will have gone one and four with backup quarterbacks this season. And that's not good. Like you can't really use the backup quarterback conversation. If you're an elite team with a good coach, like the Cowboys. Well, what do you make of Mike McDaniel this year then? Like, what, what what was your take? Like, did he have a good year? I think he had an average year. We have the same record as last year. The only improvement is that we made the playoffs. And we barely did that. Like, you win, you lose. You're in or you're out. But let's be honest about how we got in. Like, we barely beat the Jets in one of the most unwatchable games in the history of the NFL. It was hideous. I mean, I just, I don't know. Here's my problem. Like, you see what Kyle Shanahan is doing with a seventh-round rookie, right? You see what what Mike McCarthy did in Dallas without Dak Prescott for five games. Cooper Rush, they go four and one. Like, Yeah, but I think it, that there's have- about Skylar Thompson. Like, I, I, think, I think Mike McDaniel has proven – he can help a quarterback. I mean, like, like his job. But it's not was... just—it's not just the quarterback. Like the rest of the team has to be good too. The rest of the team has to step up also. That's the head coach. He's not the quarterback's coach. He's not the offensive coordinator. See, like, I think I don't, we we don't know what Skylar Thompson is, and obviously they, they are a—they're an unbelievable roster. But that's what I'm saying. Like. 
for me, I'm, I'm really tired of it always being like, well, what about this? And what about that? Like, go be good. Go win games. Enough already. It's always something else. Like, either you are good enough to get it done or you're not. And it's this constant question with the Dolphins for me. And that's what's driving me nuts about this season is there are things to be, you know, positive about. There are things to be encouraged about. I don't, I mean, Mike McDaniel is going to be there next year and he should. But do you really have any answers on what the Dolphins were this season? They were good when Tua was out there healthy. They couldn't win games without him outside of a whatever you want to contextualize that Jets game as. And when you look around the league, if everyone who had a backup quarterback was losing in the same fashion that the Dolphins were without their backup, without their starting quarterback, then I'd be like, okay, like that's just what it is. That's not what's happening. Your responsibility as a head coach isn't just to fix the quarterback. Like there's more, there's more to winning games here. And obviously, look, there's only there's only so much great at anything. But I, I don't think that the Dolphins have real answers about what the future looks like next year based off of what what happened this year. See, not that he didn't have his flaws this year, make some mistakes. A rookie head coach, like, we don't expect a rookie quarterback to be a finished product. Why does a rookie head coach have to be a finished product? But what I would say, and, and you know, I, I'd, I'd imagine you would agree with me, what was Mike McDaniel's job at the start of his rookie season? Was his job to find out if we have a quarterback or was his job to make the playoffs? Because I believe his job was to find out if we have a quarterback and he did both. Did he? Because I, I don't know if two is playing next year. Oh, no. Well, he, that he can't control. But if he's right. on the field, we found out they have a quarterback. Yeah, but what what else do we have? Like, you have to be on the field. So that that's more of my question. I, I would say both also, because for whatever people feel about Brian Flores, you had back-to-back winning seasons and you have the same record as him last year. So I thought that the, his job was both. You need to make the playoffs and you have to find out if we have a quarterback. I don't, I, I'm with you. Like he's a, he's a rookie head coach. And I think overall he did a nice job. I, I just don't know that we like, how do you feel about next year? Do you feel like, confident in anything that's that's returning the direction because no, i don't know what team. we're gonna do at quarterback i saw so like i'm gonna go into next year not feeling any better about the team as i was going into this year it's like the same yeah that's that's my question and, and not that like not that i think you should hold people to standards that are unrealistic because i don't think that but that is an unfortunate feeling and i think what makes it worse is if it was like struggles all season long then and we never got to a high it wouldn't be so disappointing but the high that you got to at one point this season with the Dolphins and really thinking like finally finally the questions have been answered and they're they're still not I think that is what's frustrating uh for me and for lots of other Dolphins fans it's like like you said like like, damn, like we're here again. Yep. <laughs> we're in the playoffs and don't have our starting quarterback and we don't know what direction the team is going in. And we really don't know what the identity of the team is yet. And uh, that's that's frustrating. Yep. Uh, I. Uh, it sucks going into the game where, like, I want to say I'm not looking forward to it. But, like, it's, it's the playoffs and they haven't been in the playoffs in six years. So I am looking forward to it, but... It just kind of feels like we're marching toward the inevitable, right? 
Yeah, it does. And look, I want to be an internal optimist or something, but the quarterback's the most important position on the field. And they scored nine points against the Jets. That's not going to beat the Bills. Correct. Correct. That's not going to get it done. And to your point, like put some respect on the Bills. Even if we were at 100%, this was going to be a tough game, uh, as it should be. It's the playoffs. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm still excited about it. Like, I, I think it is a, an accomplishment. I think it's a testament to what they did as a whole this season that they were able to make the playoffs. Like, there are teams who are not in the playoffs. The Lions had a, had a great last half of the season, not in the playoffs. The Jets had moments this year they were feeling they were ahead of the ahead of schedule, not in the playoffs. Better keep them receipts. So, <laughs> yeah, I I wish. Speaking of that, the Packers also not in the playoffs. I wish mm-hmm. people would save the receipt thing for when it's actually done. <laughs> like Aaron bringing up, like, what are they going to say about us now? I, I said it on the show last week. We played the sound. I'm like, I'm going to say exactly what I'm saying now. You're not in the playoffs. I'm going to say you lost switched. another big game at Lambeau. That's your move, right? Like, what do you what do you mean? What am I going to say? That's his move. You're Losing not- big games in Lambeau is Aaron Rodgers' move. You're not wrong. (laughs) But as I'm saying, like the Lions, the Jets, the Packers, those are teams that are not in the playoffs who had moments this season to be excited about, and they're not there right now. So I think for Dolphins fans, you have at least that. We we did such a good job for most of the season that even at the end when everything fell apart, we we still managed to get here. And you can't win a Super Bowl if you're not in the playoffs. So there is that to feel good about. I know there's a lot of questions and it feels like despair and hopefully it's not as embarrassing as we imagine. Um, But uh, even the embarrassment part, like we're on our third string quarterback, you know, I mean, you're not going to look at, you're not going to look at it that way when the game's over, you're going to feel really shitty. I just, yeah, you're not going to, I, I, I don't think I am because this, I, I feel worse about the whole of the season and like what we're going to do next year than I do about this game. Like this game is just, it's, it's a wash to me. Like you don't have your starting quarterback. You don't have your backup quarterback. We've seen what the dolphins have looked like without those guys. So I don't have any expectations of this game and nobody realistically should any other team. I mean, certainly if this was the chargers without Justin Herbert, nobody would be dragging the chargers for not being able to get a win against the bills. Like you don't have your starting quarterback. It is what it is. It's going to take, it's going to take some a collapse by the Buffalo Bills, which is not going to happen. So I, whatever, like who cares what anyone else has to say about it? That's why I'm saying to me, it's not about this weekend. It's what are we going to do moving forward? Because we weren't able to get anything done without Tua. And now we don't know what Tua is going to be next year. Tell everyone how they can catch you on TV, Joy. Big star. Go ahead. Tell everyone. <laughs> speak on fs1 weekdays 4 30 to 6 p.m eastern and you can follow me on social media at joy taylor talks you saw you saw you were on speak yeah that was debut. cool i saw that when i was in utah last week uh you, you sent me the message uh and i saw the picture of me up there a little bit more hair back not a lot more but a little bit more hair a little bit that that was from it was LeBron's birthday and we were talking about our favorite LeBron moments and that was uh, that was oh, yeah. one of my favorite LeBron moments was oh, yeah. winning that championship down beautiful Biscayne Boulevard that's riding right. in the parade that's right I had my own Lamborghini me and my wife and my son we had a Lamborghini to ourselves in that parade what what a, what a Good moment times. 
I was on I was on the Poppy uh the Poppy bus ah. with Mike Ryan, Mike Ryan and Poppy, Poppy Levitard. There you go. There you go. Good times. Seems like forever ago. Uh, it was forever ago. <laughs> great job, Joy. Thank you. We love you. Thanks, Daz. Love you guys too. How about that? Joy Taylor making some time for us. Make sure you check her out, of course. Big star on FS1 Speak. She's the star of the show. I mean, maybe it embarrasses her if I say that, but whatever. She's the star of the show. And, of course, on this show, the official beer of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. They bring all of our guests onto the program. Johnny Cuba presented Joy Taylor there. And, of course, Johnny Cuba, the official beer of Zaslow Show 2.0, Go grab yourself a Johnny. It's Thursday. Get the weekend started a little bit early. That's how you could roll. I mean, I'm going out for drinks tonight, actually, with a potential client, maybe a new sponsor. If you want to get involved in Zaslow Show 2.0, you can check out my Twitter bio. I got the email right there. I'll just tell you here as well. It's really easy to remember. JonathanZaslow at gmail.com. If you want to partner up, if you want to get onto the show, if you want to be a sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, which is, of course, now Blue Wire Podcast, Blue Wire Podcast Network. This is our second show on with Blue Wire. So if you want to get involved in that, you can hit me up. But, of course, one of our amazing sponsors who brings us all of our guests is Johnny Cuba. Go pick up yourself a six-pack of Johnny Cuba right now. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco, Imas. You got holiday specials. still holiday season. You got specials going on on six-packs at Fresco, Imas, and Winn-Dixie. It's a German lager. In a can, it's European roots with a Caribbean soul. I mean, it screams South Florida, and I love getting the messages from you guys how it's the first time you've tried a Johnny Cuba, and you send me the video on Instagram, and then I put it on my story, and you're like, this Johnny Cuba, it's the first time I've had it. It's delicious. Zazzle, why didn't you tell me about it earlier? I'm telling you about it now. Go pick yourself up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, and don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra. I practically live by this mantra. Stay tranquilo. That's what we're talking about right there. I should mention... Uh, I didn't get to this earlier. Dwayne Dedman's been suspended by the Heat. So, the Heat were already shorthanded tonight. No Tyler Hero, no Kyle Lowry, who cares? You know you got no Nikola Jovic, no Duncan Robinson, no Omar Yurtsevin. That's a disaster. The Heat are, are going to have, I believe, eight players available tonight. That includes Udonis Haslam. Because you got Dwayne Dedman, who was suspended. So, how about this? This makes, which, which I told you the team was going to suspend him. I told you they were going to suspend him for the game. For conduct detrimental to the team. He's eligible to be traded on Sunday. They may trade him. Well, well I, I think they're going to try and trade him for sure. They may trade him right after Sunday. I don't know. But I think they want to, you want to use his contract in a trade before the February deadline and try and make the most out of it there. Especially because he's not going to be on the team next year. And I think you want to give him Orlando Robinson's... I think Orlando Robinson you want to give his minutes to right now anyway. But here's what makes it extra selfish what Dwayne Dedman did the other day. They were also shorthanded... Only had nine total guys, including Haslam, on Tuesday night. So he gets himself ejected, and that was after he may have quit that game. We, we don't know. We still don't know what he was going to the locker room for. He may have quit that game. So on a night they're shorthanded, he was up and dipping into the locker room and gets ejected. And because of his behavior, the team is forced to suspend him tonight. Another game that they were already shorthanded. So he really screwed the team twice. In that regard, it's very selfish. You can't do it, Dwayne. I'm sorry, I can't defend it. I'll forgive you, you know, but I can't defend it. I'm sorry. All right, we're going to get John Alba. He's one of the better pro wrestling media guys. Pro wrestling media is a weird place, man. But he's one of the better, more responsible guys. And this WWE story is huge. So 
Talked a little bit about it yesterday. Obviously, it's still real to me. Every Saturday with my pal Joey Levin, we'll continue to talk about it. Things have died down a little bit, but you go back 36 hours ago to Tuesday night, and it was crazy because there were there were reports out there, not from the big pro wrestling guys, but there were reports out there that a deal with the with the Saudi public fund, like the same ones that own Live, and they got endless money that they have bought WWE. So this is a major story. And while I, I'm a, I'm a lifelong pro wrestling fan, and certainly I, I know my history. And I'll uh, look. Last night, AEW Dynamite, by the way, was I, I thought it was a great show, really good show. If I could say something really quick about AEW Dynamite last night, um, there were rumors that Mercedes Monet. That's Sasha Banks, that she was going to appear. There were rumors for weeks that she was going to appear last night as Soraya's tag team partner. And when she didn't appear, and it was Tony Storm, that, that crowd died. Like, it was, it was dead for the two of them coming out there. So, that was disappointing in what otherwise could have been a pretty good match. I love that Jamie Hayter. Jamie Hayter, women's world champ. And she looks like a champion. I'm a big fan of Jamie Hayter. Jamie Hayter and Brooke, Britt Baker won that match. Anyway, uh... AEW Dynamite was really good. Brian Danielson, he was fantastic last night. The main event was fine. Yeah, he had some fun spots. You knew the Elite were going to win the Trios Championship. And, oh, and Adam Cole Bebe came back. So that was a lot of fun. I know my pro wrestling. But when it comes to, you know, sources, like, I'm, I'm not pro wrestling media. You know, maybe I'm sports media. I got like a couple sources. Maybe I'm sports media. But I'm not pro wrestling media. Even though, I don't know, I do the show on Saturdays. So, so maybe that makes me pro wrestling media. I don't know. I don't think so. I'm more pro wrestling fan who kind of wishes he was pro wrestling media. Maybe one day. We'll see. But we, we got to get to what's going on with... with I, I got I to get some inside de- details as to what's going on with a potential WWE sale. All right. So, you know, every week on Zaslow Show 2.0, we have It's Still Real to Me. That's our... Pro Wrestling Podcast, which of course is every Saturday covering all the big stories in the world of pro wrestling. But sometimes we got to intersect in the middle of the week on Zaslow Show 2.0. And joining us here, all right, we're talking Emmy Award winning sportscaster, Fight TV host of The Extreme Life with Matt Hardy. And right now, uh, just scrambling around trying to cover what might be the biggest story in the history of pro wrestling. John Alba joining us here. That's not hyperbole, right? This might be the biggest story in the history of pro wrestling, the potential sale of world wrestling entertainment, correct? Yeah, I think it's probably a top two story. I think you always have to have the Chris Benoit situation in there just because of the ramifications that it had for the entire industry. But it's right up there with it, no doubt about it. So I want you to explain, because look, we're, we're for the most part, we're a sports show. But I mean, look, by now, all my listeners know. Uh, I love pro wrestling. I cover pro wrestling. We, we talk about all kinds of stuff. But the the pro wrestling media is a really interesting media. Now, I happen to find you as one of the more responsible guys. That's why I wanted to get you on the show and talk a little bit about this. But it's really difficult. And I think the last 24, 48 hours have probably proven if you're just a wrestling fan, it can be really difficult to sift through what's real and what's not real, right? It can, and 
I appreciate the kind words for the record. You know, I, I do think I'm a little different than your traditional wrestling media member, just because I, I've covered the NBA. I've covered the NFL, Major League Baseball, NASCAR, college sports, real court cases, et cetera. So my approach might be a little different than that of some others, not to say their approach is wrong necessarily, but it's a little different. And I think sometimes people get a little caught up in chatter in wrestling media and no doubt there's chatter in a situation like this. There, there's certainly chatter. And oftentimes where there is smoke, there is fire. But I do always caution that, especially for a story of this magnitude, you need to make sure that your sources are incredibly credible and that you are getting multiple sources to independently confirm information or at least be very close in the information that they give you before you go out and report something. Let's talk about what happened with Stephanie a couple days ago. So, you know, look, uh, what, six, seven months ago, whatever it was when Vince originally stepped down, Stephanie McMahon was on leave. We don't really know why, uh, but she was on leave and she eventually came back to kind of help steady the ship as, as Vince had stepped down to retire. And then a couple days ago, she goes back to her leave and puts out a statement that actually she is officially resigning from WWE where she has worked for more than or for probably just about half her life, maybe even more than half her life. It's it may just be it, it may be personal, but it's really difficult, John, to not line up all the circumstantial evidence that it comes right after Vince is back. So what are we to make of that? I don't want to speculate on anything. I'm very I'm very careful not to speculate on anything. But what we do know factually is that she took a leave of absence last year. Then when the Vince stuff started happening, she became the interim CEO. Then she became the permanent co-CEO. As the letters were being sent back and forth between Vince McMahon and the WWE Board of Directors at the end of December, the Board of Directors that Stephanie McMahon sat on uh, unanimously rebuked his attempts at trying to come back into the fold as executive chair of the board. Whether she directly voted against it, we don't know. She could have not voted or whatever, but she was part of a board that unanimously tried to reject Vince's attempt at being reinstated as executive chair, which, as we know, he was ultimately successful in doing. Then just a few days later, we see her step back officially and resign. So you can leave it up to yourself to try to plant some seeds there and figure out how that all plays out. But it certainly raises questions. And it's it's a pretty temperamental situation. Is there any reason to believe, and, and I know right now, in the statement that came out, not just from Stephanie, but also from Vince McMahon a few days ago, we we got great executives in place and none of their roles are changing. Can the WWE fan who, look, I'm a lifelong fan. Uh, WWE has just been on fire the last six, seven months since Triple H took over. Can, can the WWE fan believe that Vince is not going to, to try and, well, try him. He could do what he wants, I guess, that Vince is not going to get involved in the day-to-day -day operations as far as creative and the TV shows go? Well, he doesn't quite have unilateral control to do that just yet, even as executive chair of the board of directors, because he, he's not the CEO of the company at this point. Nick Khan currently is. And because he is still under federal investigation, he doesn't unilaterally have that ability to change those positions just yet. Now, okay. 
should a sale happen? And that's as far as I understand it. Legally, there's a lot of juncture that comes with that, too. I'm not claiming to be a lawyer here. But uh, if there were to be a sale, hypothetically speaking, and the company were to go private, well, then you're no longer under federal watch because it's a privately owned company at that point. And he could, in theory, position himself back into that. Or if there are certain terms of agreements in a sale that would position him in a certain way, then, yeah, potentially he could do that. There are definitely paths for Vince to get that creative control again. As things stand right now, that doesn't seem to be the case. But like you said in that statement, it was there's no intent for things to change. Well, there was no intent for Stephanie McMahon to set, step down as co-CEO either as of 48, 72 hours ago. And here we are. Okay, so a couple nights ago, Twitter, it's trending everywhere that the Saudis are buying WWE. What what were your initial thoughts when you first saw that? Where do we stand right now? Because what I thought when I first saw it, I don't think some of these guys out there with the dirt sheets are lying. You know, that there's it's a done deal. It's been sold and WWE is going back to being private. But... I don't see a board of directors approving such a massive situation in such a short period of time. At the very least, okay, maybe the Saudis will be the front runner, but you're going to go take that offer out to every other, you know, uh, Fortune 500 company in the world and try and have them beat that offer. And that's not happening in the span of like two days, John. Mm-hmm. I want to preface my answer here by saying that just like in pro wrestling card is subject to change and things change mm-hmm. by the moment. They certainly do. And I had, I had heard the rumblings of the Saudi chatter. And when I saw the reports initially, I was surprised, but I didn't want to jump the gun on anything because I knew there were pretty severe ramifications of reporting something like, like you said, potentially the biggest story in professional wrestling history, especially if it were to be sold to, an entity that is involved with the Saudi Arabian government here. My thought process from the start was it was peculiar. One, because of the timeline that you mentioned, it would be like record fast pace Two, they had just reportedly hired JP Morgan to help facilitate a sale. And in order for that to happen, the Saudis would have had to have come in with an 11, $12 billion deal right off the, the, cash. the gate. They'd have and, to come in hey, with cash in a suitcase. Right. Right, exactly. Take it now, which, to be fair, they could do that if they truly wanted to. But it just would have happened really quickly. And it also would have meant that Vince McMahon, as the majority shareholder, despite not being the executive chairman, would have been negotiating behind the board's back. And that could be a sketchy situation as well. So I was a little taken back by that. And and that was why I was really trying to carefully vet this out. And I stayed up all night long, Tuesday into Wednesday, trying to get people. And while no one would deny it, because I don't think anyone really knew per se, no one was confirming it. And that spoke pretty loudly to me. And it wasn't until Wednesday morning that I was on the record able to get a pretty high standing source in WWE who I would trust their word on a situation like this, that at this moment in time, again, frame those words at this moment in time, there was no sale and there was no agreed upon sale. And and there is a distinction there too, an agreement versus a signed seal delivered sale for something to be signed, sealed, delivered, it in theory could take months for something like that to happen. Eric Bischoff back in 2001, my podcast co-host of Strictly Business, had a deal agreed upon to purchase WCW with his investment group. Well, just because it was agreed upon, it 
didn't mean that it was going to come to fruition. And as we know, it did not come to fruition. So it is important to have that distinction between those words and remember that words do matter in reporting. Could going back to being private, can that be a good thing for the WWE fan? Uh, Sure. I I think there's a lot of different possibilities that could be good per se, but uh, there are different conditions that come with going private. Who's put in charge when UFC was sold to Endeavor? One of the caveats of it was that Dana White had to be given control as president and run the content of the company. So there could be conditions of a potential sale, whether it's to Saudi Arabia, to Comcast, Fox, Disney, whatever it may be, that Vince McMahon could maintain control or maybe it's somebody else. Who's to say? We don't know. We're not privy to those conversations at this moment in time, which, as I said, my thought process is as things stand and and we're recording this here a little earlier than it's airing. So these circumstances could change at a whim as well. And I hope that's not the case because I want to stare as it is. But uh, we we don't really know. All I can do with my best as a reporter is to try to confirm where things stand at this moment in time. Based on people you've spoken to, are uh, are superstars nervous? Yes. Yes, people are. I don't know if, I mean, there are some who are nervous, but it's definitely interest, intrigue, and concern. Wow. Uh, finally here, non-business related. What's your favorite thing going on right now in pro wrestling? What what do we love the most? Is it obviously Bloodline? It's probably my favorite storyline going on in pro wrestling right now. Yeah, that it, it's it's been really entertaining. I've enjoyed watching Sami Zayn come into his own and seeing Kevin Owens kind of get back to that spot where I think we all knew he'd be capable of being. I'm excited at the prospect of Cody returning, which is going to be something that's going to be a pretty intriguing part of television, hopefully. I've enjoyed seeing NXT kind of start to show some glimmers of the old NXT in a way. I'm enjoying what we're starting to see from different players in AEW. I like the new aesthetic of AEW. I think that's a good thing. Um, I'm biased. I really enjoy the Matt Hardy, Ethan Page storyline that I wish we got to see a little more of on AEW Dynamite. But yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot to like in pro wrestling right now. There really is. And that's why this story coming out of nowhere has caught so many like a a smack in the face because we certainly were not expecting things to unfold in the way they have. Yeah. We'd rather just focus on like the really great product that they've been putting out, you know? Yeah. Yeah, It's, it's, uh, it's weird. Uh, But but this this whole situation, man, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but this whole situation is like the McMahon Helmsley stuff from the nineties and the early two thousands playing out in real time. Well, I don't know if you watch HBO Succession, but I feel like we're <laughs> watching uh, it's so obvious. I feel like we're watching Succession play out in real time here. That's what everyone keeps saying. I I I'm not personally I haven't personally taken a dive into oh, that. What but a show. Everyone what a show. everyone keeps saying that, so I might have to check it out. John, tell everyone you got a lot going on. Like you said, Eric Bischoff, Matt Hardy, tell everyone how they could check you out. Go ahead. Yeah, you could go check me out. Uh, like I said, I, I host shows on Fight, fight.tv. You can go uh, check that out. The Extreme Life of Matt Hardy, which drops every single Friday, wherever you get your podcasts at extremehardy.com. And Strictly Business with Eric Bischoff, 83weeks.com, wherever you get your podcasts as well. I also have a wrestling-oriented Patreon, wrestlingaccordingtoalba.com. And I have a one-on-one consulting program for those who want to get into media work, doing stuff like what you get to do uh, every single day here. Uh, that is albamediaschool.com. John, excellent job. Thanks a lot for joining us here. I appreciate it. Appreciate you.
Good stuff there from John Alba. You can go check him out, of course, on Twitter at John Alba. Like I said, one of the more responsible pro wrestling, uh, you know, media guys. And uh, and of course, don't forget every Saturday, myself, my partner Joey Levin, we do it still real to me right here under Zaslow Show 2.0. Of course, part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. You know what time it is. Let's do big deal or not a big deal. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Now, hey, want to remind everyone this Sunday. Dolphins, 1 p.m. They're going to get slaughtered, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to have good food and good drinks around me and surrounded by cool people having a good time watching the game because I watch the Dolphins at Briny Irish Pub in Pompano Beach. Take Atlantic Boulevard all the way down to the Atlantic, but don't park in the ocean. Park behind the Briny. Free parking behind the Briny. They will validate your tag. Briny Irish Pub, Pompano Beach. You got live music seven days a week. The Briny Hour, of course, is Monday through Friday. It's happy hour from 4 to 7 p.m. You got great drink specials, craft beers on tap, great food. I love the shepherd's pie. Fish and chips. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. Briny Irish Pub, Pompano Beach. World's greatest upscale dive bar. Come join me. Look, it's going to be bad enough that the Dolphins will get their ass kicked on Sunday. You're not going to win with Scour Thompson in Buffalo, but at least we could have a few beers in our belly. So come on out Sunday. Hang out with your boy. Again, Briny Irish Pub, Pompano Beach. So, big deal or not a big deal? I got a few for you here. Let's start things off with the Marlins traded their captain yesterday. Shortstop Miguel Rojas. He is on his way back to the Dodgers. And I- I'm saying this is not a big deal. Miguel Rojas Miguel Ro- is not any good. And, you know, yes, I understand he was the captain, but he's the one who had a problem with Jazz Chisholm. He was the best player on the team. You know, Jazz's attitude, way he dresses, I don't know, uh, the, the swag, flashy, that kind of stuff. Get the hell out of here, man. We need more of what Jazz Chisholm is doing and less of Miguel Rojas. So Miguel Rojas, he's out of here. They trade him. They trade the salary, of course. They get a prospect. I've never heard of him. Whatever. The Marlins, they're barely worth paying attention to. The new owner, same as the old owner. At least the old owner. The old owner was a huge cheapskate, but I knew he was trying to win. I don't know what Bruce Sherman is trying to do. So Marlins trading Miguel Rojas to the Dodgers, not a big deal. All right, how about this? So last night, John Morant, the Memphis Grizzlies, one of the best teams fighting for first place in the Western Conference with the Denver Nuggets. So earlier in the year, John Morant had a huge dunk on big man Jakob Pertl. It happened again last night. A huge highlight reel dunk on Jakob Pertl. And here's John Morant after the game. Last year, the dunk was on this end of the floor. This year, it's down on that end of the floor. When did you know you were going to take flight on that play? As soon as, you know, I tacked his top foot. And I seen him open up and no help came. Um, I already knew what I was going to do. Um, Obviously, uh, I guess he ain't, you know, get the memo last time. So... Jock, congratulations. Nah, great game great shot blocker, so I know if I went to lay it up, he would have blocked block shit out of him. So, uh, definitely, man. Uh, you know, I just had to go in, you know, finish with authority. Thanks. You like how John tried to take it back? Like, he realized, oh, man, that's really disrespectful what I just said. Uh, is it, like, he, he walked it back a little bit. He's a really good shot blocker, though, so I knew I couldn't lay it up. Yeah, yeah, we, we know what you meant, Ja. Uh, again, hey, he didn't get the memo. Uh, I'm going to go big deal because John Morant, he's one of the players in the league who is worth the price of admission. He's awesome. That Grizzlies team is a lot of fun. Big deal or not a big deal? 31 years ago today, a day that will live in infamy. If you were a pro wrestling child like I was, if you grew up watching the golden era of WWE, and really into the the new generation, Shawn Michaels of the Rockers, this day, 31 years ago, Shawn Michaels, Marty Jannetty, there's dissension 
between the two of them. Is is everyone's favorite tag team about to break up? Well, they're on the barber shop. Brutus Beefcake's interviewing them. They're, we're going to see if they get back together. They'll shake hands. All right. Well, they do shake hands. And then Shawn Michaels with the dastardly act of a super kick to the head. And then, if you're a child watching this like I was at the time, I was like 10 years old, Shawn Michaels throws Marty Jannetty face first through the barbershop window. Ladies and gentlemen, the Told you. Tag team specialist. See, one without the other isn't any good. Oh, oh I knew he was going to do that. I just knew he was going to do that. He don't need Janetti. I told you that off and on. Are you kidding? What a despicable act that was. Oh, my God. Right through the glass window of the barbershop. Janetti tried to dive through the window to escape. Did you see that? Are you blind? What an act of cowardism. Janetti going face first through the glass. You're watching that as a kid was horrifying. You never forget that. It was crazy back then. What one of the all-time most memorable moments in the history of pro wrestling. We, of course, know Shawn Michaels went on to be one of the greatest of all time. That's a big deal. 31 years ago today, it's the second greatest heel turn of all time. Everybody knows the greatest heel turn of all time, of course, is when Hulk Hogan joined the NWO, Bash at the Beach. He became Hollywood Hulk Hogan. That's the greatest. Shawn Michaels, number two greatest heel turn of all time. That's a big deal. And finally, big deal or not a big deal, you know, Kevin Durant's going to be out for about a month with the Brooklyn Nets tonight on TNT. It's Thursday night, so you got the NBA on TNT. Tonight, you got a great game. Now, I'm going to be watching Heat Bucks, but if you if you got the double TV action, all right, you may want to check out Nets Celtics. That's at 7.30 tonight. Boston is at Brooklyn. Kyrie Irving's now going to be leading the team this, you know, for the foreseeable future, this is a Nets team that's playing great basketball. They're two games back of first place Boston. The Celtics are 30 and 12. Brooklyn's 27 and 13. I think this is a big moment tonight for Kyrie Irving. He's got to play well, and they got to get the win at home against Boston. Otherwise, you know, with Durant out, you're going to start to get some doubts as to whether or not Kyrie could be the main guy. I do not believe Kyrie could be the main guy. Matter of fact, whenever Kyrie has attempted to be the main guy, the team has imploded. So, I think tonight's a pretty big moment for Kyrie Irving. You want to keep an eye on that game tonight, Celtics and Nets. That's a big deal. And that right there is another edition of Big Deal or Not a Big Deal. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Can we start the show tomorrow? Can I be in a great mood tomorrow where we're going to talk a lot of NFL, Super Wild Card Weekend, Dolphins, they're going to get smoked. Everybody knows that. But can we start the show reacting to another double dip? Panthers tonight in Vegas. Heat tonight hosting Bucks. Come on. Hey, thanks to John Alba for joining us earlier. Thanks to Joy Taylor for joining us earlier. Thanks to everybody who helped put together a great show today. Like, rate, comment, subscribe. YouTube.com slash Show. However you're listening to the podcast, do all that good stuff for the algorithm. I appreciate you guys. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. You know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. 
I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six-packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing. You know, when my wife and I became homeowners, I mean, keeping the Zaslow Mansion safe, that's not an easy task unless you call Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. If you're looking for affordable care that offers the best coverage for your home, your motorcycle, your car, your boat, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services, their team has the expertise and experience to find the right coverage for you, including comprehensive policies for both trailers and motorhomes. Let their team help you learn more about your policy options so you can make an informed decision that's not going to keep you up at night. Bruntinsurance.com. When it comes to home, renters, and condo insurance, your options, hey, it, it, it can be dizzying. Don't worry. They specialize in making the confusing crystal clear with their fully licensed team helping you along every step of the way. Bruntinsurance.com, 954 589 2204.